Welcome to a very special episode of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, episode 50. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. You can check out what we do with Wall of Sound at wallofsoundau.com. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. Just search for Wall of Sound AU. A massive jam-packed episode for you today because finally I go one-on-one with Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. The band have their new album out, Reverence. It is fucking amazing and so far my best contender for album of the year. They are going to be touring it in October alongside Killswitch Engage and Thy Artist Murder. So we're going to talk all about that a little bit later on. But for something a bit special for this podcast, I wanted to dedicate the full episode to Parkway Drive, where they've been, where they are now and where they are going. So I've got some very special guests on the show to talk all about that, including Graham Nixon, the band's manager and boss man at Resist Records who signed them. I'm also going to chat to Dan McMaster from Skyway the Gold Coast pop punk band who featured Winston on one of their songs. He was in the recording studio when that all went down, so we'll talk about that. Plus, we'll also find out the two Parkway Drive songs that changed Jerrica. She's a big fan and she's got some stories to tell a little bit later on. But let's officially kick this off right now, flashing all the way back to Killing With A Smile. This is Gimme AD on Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Parkway Drive special. Yeah. 
Wall of Sound, up against the wall with Parkway Drive.
Romance is dead on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Some vintage Parkway Drive. Now, I could talk left, right and centre until I turn blue about Parkway Drive and everything I've learned over the years, but I thought now would be a great opportunity to talk to someone who's been following the band, or should I say been associated with the band, since those very early years. Graham Nixon is the manager for Parkway. He, I guess you could say, founded the band back in the day, signed them to Resist Records, and has been with them ever since. So I thought I'd get him on to talk all about the guys and uh, the history that he have with them. Mate, are you stoked to see the progression of Parkway Drive and how far they've come since those very early beginnings? Uh, I guess it's been a gradual transition. Like, you know, everything they've done, they've always sort of continued to grow. They've everything, like, we've never gone backwards or as far as an album being not selling as well as the last one. Everything's done better and every show got bigger. Like, I still remember when they did the Killing of the Smile tour and we sold out the Annandale Hotel in Sydney, which was you know, probably a 380 capacity venue. I think we sold out um, the Coolangatta Hotel and things like that. And we were sort of blown away with that, let alone selling out a Horden or getting, you know, 7,000 people to a River Stage show. So it's sort of, because I've been there all along, I haven't been, it's not a thing where I'm like, whoa, we're doing this now. It's just sort of like I've seen it from the day one. You know, like I don't have a, a wow moment because it's sort of, you've just been it's been like that for a long time and it didn't go from all of a sudden playing the smallest venue to playing the biggest venue because in between everything they put out five albums you know constant touring where they've gone from the next venue to the next venue to the next venue to the next venue so it's not as though you know when you sell out one 1200 room and go on to another 2000 cap room you sell that out and you go to a 3000 cap room you sell that at, you go to 5,000 cap room. It's not a, you know, it'd be different if it went from 400 to 5,000. Yeah. Because that would be a massive shift where it hasn't been that big a shift over the years, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like a gradual progression where they've actually worked their asses off and proved that they, you know, have this great sound behind them. Yeah, and we've and we, we never really, also, we've never really gone from, like as much as everyone, I, I noticed when we did the Horizons tour earlier this year, a lot of people labelled Horizons a breakthrough record but it wasn't, they, they were still popular off Killing With A Smile. It's just that when Killing With A Smile came out, you know, it charted in the Aries, albeit 38, but it wasn't totally unexpected. So when Horizons came out, you know, they were already selling, you know, relatively big enough rooms on their own. So it was always going to do that sort of thing. Like it was never, it's not a thing where it's like, well, all of a sudden they put out this other record. It was sort of like, well, if it didn't do that, we probably had done something wrong anyway. Now, obviously, you know, taking uh, the boys with you into Resist Records and then they later on signed with Epitaph as well over in the States. Um, take us back. How did you discover Parkway Drive and what was it about them that made you want to latch on? Um, so, like, I knew the guys well before Parkway. So we used to send... We never had really sent a band to Byron Bay. Like, we, a lot of the label bands would go to Brisbane, not necessarily play any other shows other than one show in Brisbane, drive back. This is before bands would fly as well, so it wasn't. And we were just looking for somewhere in between to play. And not that the Byron's in between, but we had a. Um, I had a guy from Byron Bay that would write to me, who was turns out it was um, Ben, the drummer's brother. Um, so we were sort of like I wouldn't say we we're pen pals, but we would just write back and forth like, yeah, well, I'd love to do a show in Byron. So and this is also before email was the norm, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> back in the Stone Ages. So, pretty much, yeah. So I have said to them if you want to put on a show like let's just do a show so i think we, we sent a couple of bands up through there and one of the bands that played was uh blueprint for a nightmare which had winston singing um i had ben drumming 
And Ben at this stage was probably, I would dare say, the 14, 15 year old kid. And they just blew me away. Like they sort of, I was just like, holy shit, like this Ben's, you know, really good. We had no expectations of what, like you go into Byron Bay for the first time, we had no expectations as to what, who would turn up, who, you know, what sort of local bands there would be. But at the same time, we had all these kids writing to us from Byron Bay. We were doing mail order through Resist. And we had all these kids from Byron Bay um, doing mail order. And it sort of was Winston and his brother. And it was sort of Luke and a whole bunch of the guys out of the band that ended up being the band. And so Luke, the guitarist, he was my promoter, I guess, in Byron Bay for shows. And everyone would stay at Winston's parents. And that was just pretty much all the Parkway House. So it was pretty much like uh, I just knew those guys while I was still at high school. Um, and then they sort of started this new band. And they sort of hit me up about doing it, and I, even without hearing it, I was like, "Look, I'm happy to. I'd be, I'd do it just purely because it'd help the Byron Bay scene grow." Yeah. Um, and back then, when it was all CDs, it made sense to me to put it out purely to help Byron grow. And what, obviously, what became of you know the band, it sort of was a good call. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because back in those days, all bands relied on like after that point was MySpace, and when MySpace sort of like fizzled out, by that point we had YouTube and everything else that bands use nowadays. So it's hard to think back to all those years ago when bands would send out CD demos to people and hope someone would pick it up. Yeah, yeah, and it still it still happens a bit today. But now that nowadays, I guess the problem is one, there's probably too many bands. Two, a lot of bands seem to want to get popular for doing nothing. And they were just really, they were one of the awesome guys. They were quite a good band. Don't Close Your Eyes, production-wise and whatever else, isn't as great sonically as what, you know, they're doing nowadays. It was sort of like a thing where, you know, for what it was back then, it was great. So it was sort of, yeah, and then when Killing the Smile came about, they wanted to work, like, Don't Close Your Eyes did relatively well as far as back then, too. If we were selling 500 units, so, so that was a pressing of 500 that was a success and it ended up doing like 5,000 before we actually changed the artwork and stuff like that. And then we reissued it once it had gone out of print for a little bit and we reissued it. But by that stage, they were doing, like before they did the Kill Me With a Smile tour, they had already done a couple of really good national tours, supporting Bleeding Through, supporting As I Dying, supporting, you know, shows at Hatebreed and supporting sort of things like that, um, soil work shows and whatever. So they were sort of building their own fan base as well and it was sort of like a thing where it just kept growing and growing and then uh, when they wanted to do Killing a Smile they asked me saying that they wanted to you know step it up a bit with production and whatever and I was like you know who do you want it to record with and they sort of like Adam Dukewix and I was like Mm. okay well let me email him and see what happens and he come back saying he'd love to do it so there and then that was it. So it's literally like the guys have always strived for bigger and better. I mean, every album that we've followed since the early beginnings to even the latest one, Reverence, they've always tried to outdo the last one. And and the good thing about it is they've done it. Like ever since those early days with Adam D all the way to now when they're putting out this album that's completely different to what they did at the start. And it just still mm. resonates with so many fans, the young ones, the old ones. And well, we don't really talk about the ones that don't agree with it. But yeah, they, yeah. they are just an unstoppable force. Totally, yeah. Now, for yourself, let's flash back to those early years. Is there a song that has stuck around with you after all this time that you remember hearing for the first time and you were like, fuck, you know, I've found a great band and, and this band are going to go far with this song? Oh, there was, I really like with Boneyards. I sort of thought when we had to sort of have a lead single for Horizon. So by this stage, by no means were they getting Triple J airplay and by no means were they on the radio. 
but it was a thing where we were like, let's put out the first song from Horizons that was going to just be nothing but blast beats, basically. And like it was a bit left to senators, sort of, you know, obviously a lot of bands put out music that's more radio friendly or more sort of going to be a bit more popular than other songs that we were sort of like, let's just put out the fastest, quickest, heaviest song. That's how we sort of did it. Whether or not it worked or not, who knows? But that was like, <laughs> this is a song. It was just one of those things where I was like, well, let's just run with this. And we did. And Carry On, I guess, turned out to probably be the biggest song off that album. But that was never a single at all. You know, it's still played in their sets nowadays and still as big a response as ever. And sort of, and like I said, that was never even thought of as a single, but it turned out to be somewhat the most popular song of the album. Well, look, let's take a flashback with Boneyards. We'll get that on right now. And uh, from all of us here at Wall of Sound, we just want to say you've done a great job with the boys and uh, we can't wait to see what the future holds for Parkway Drive. Graham Nixon, thank you so much for the chat. No problem at all. Thank you. Yeah.
from Killing with a Smile to Atlas, Reverence and everything in between. Wall of Sound up against the wall with Parkway Drive. Sound up against the wall with Parkway Drive.
Horizons, that's five months on Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Parkway Drive special, and that was the last album the guys teamed up with Adam D from Killswitch Engage for. He produced their first two albums and made them the blockbusters they are today. Not too long ago, I got a chance to catch up with Adam D and I asked him all about if he claims credit for Parkway Drive's success. It's pretty cool to think about, you know, it's, it's an honour to be a part of, a, of any band that turns into a big deal, you know, it's um, especially guys like that. Parkway Drive, they're all like really nice dudes, you know. So, like, seeing nice guys, you know, succeed is always something that you, you, you have to be stoked on, you know. It's, it's really, really cool. It was mostly all them, you know. It takes a band to, to, to make themselves noticed and big, and they put in on the hard work, you know. I just kind of gave them a, a helping hand in the beginning stages, you know. At the end of the day, I think the guy's just being a bit modest. He knows that he played a big part with the guys getting to where they are today. And uh, it's a bit interesting that the band have come full circle now with their reverence tour coming up in October. Killswitch Engage are going to be supporting them. It's almost a situation of like the student becomes a teacher in that case. Either way, it's going to be one hell of a fucking tour with those two bands on the lineup. We'll talk more about what's expected later on when I chat one-on-one with Winston. But right now, let's move into the deep blue side of the band. This was a single I reckon launched them here in Australia to a much wider audience. This is Karma, a wall of sound up against the wall. Oh, the 
Wall of Sound, up against the Walls Parkway Drive Special.
from killing with a smile to Atlas, reverence, and everything in between. Wall of Sound, up against the wall with Parkway Drive.
Home is for the Heartless and Wall of Sound up against the wall. The closest thing we got to a ballad from the band way back in the deep blue days. Now I wanted to stop now and uh, take a bit of a look at some of the tours that got announced recently. We are going to see Download Festival return to Australia in March 2019. March 9, it's going to be heading to Sydney to Parramatta Park. Then on the Monday following that, March 11, the Labor Day long weekend, it's going to be held in Melbourne again at Flemington Racecourse. No word yet on when tickets are going on sale, but the lineup should be announced very soon. Keep an eye on wallofsoundau.com for all the details. Who knows, maybe Parkway might make an appearance there too. And also the Unify Festival got announced for 2019. We are going to see the likes of Under Oath, Carnival, Ocean Grove, While She Sleeps, Cross Faith, Dream on Dreamer, a reunion show for Hand of Mercy, Dream State, Drown the City and more on the first day. And then on the second day, we're going to see Taking Back Sunday playing their debut album, Tell All Your Friends in Full. Playing before them will be Trophy Eyes, State Champs, Turnstile, Citizen, Wax, Endless Heights, Thornhill, Pagan, Gravemind and more. Originally, I Killed the Prom Queen's 2005 lineup was supposed to be on the festival, but due to backlash involving Michael Crafter's old online activity, festival promoters in the band were forced to remove themselves from it. There will be some lineup changes and a new edition coming soon will keep you posted. But also performing at the 2019 festival will be In Heart's Wake, who recorded this song with Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. It's called Departure, Death, and Wall of Sound up against the wall. I will set No, I will 
Another song to feature Parkway Drive frontman Winston McCall. That time around, it's Yumi at Six's Time is Money and Wall of Sound up against the wall. Now, when it comes to features, Winston McCall does a fantastic job outside of the band. And one band he teamed up with from Australia was the Gold Coast's very own Skyway. They were an upcoming pop punk band who were out around the same time as the Amity Affliction and Tonight Alive. The band are currently on a break, hiatus, or whatever you want to call it. So I tracked down former frontman Dan McMaster to find out all about the time he got in the studio with Winston McCall to 
record the song they did together. Dan, when you teamed up with Winston, was it a professional scenario or was it just like two old mates catching up again? Oh, yeah, man. It was. That's fully the vibe it was, you know. Like, I, I hadn't really met him properly, so it was a bit of a process to get to that point. Uh, we just recorded the song and thought it'd sound good with, a, with a, like a heavier vocal on it. And... Um, uh, guitarist Dizza, he he's got a bit of a growl on him, so we were entertaining that thought for a while. But we, we were like, oh, you know what? Let's let's ask a few people or see if we can get a little guest spot on there or something. And Winston come to mind from Parkway, so I kind of knew Jed, their merch guy, and he's also the brother of the drummer Ben. And he was, he said, yeah, I'll hit him up, and he was super keen. So stoked as we were all pumped and. Um, Headed down to Byron with uh, my mate Sam, and he bring a little laptop with a Pro Tools little rig attached to it, and they yeah, went down to their little jam spot thing, and it was cool as it was just like yeah, just two blokes having a yarn, and and he was super humble, super cool, positive as, and loved it, and just loved the experience. It was cool. So literally one of those like yeah backyard jobs where you're not in a studio together, you go find a quiet spot and record it that way. No, that's right. It's just like a yeah, like a rehearsal room, just in the corner. And he just nailed it. He's just got the hugest voice. So he just I was just like, wow. Well, I think we're in there for about 10 minutes. It was just like hanging <laughs> nice. out and then just we're out the door. I'm like, geez, I thought that would take a bit longer, but he absolutely nailed it. He's got he's got a hell of a yeah, so now nah, look, he seems to be like one of those guys who's so switched on and knows what he's fucking doing left, right, and center. Yeah. Um obviously, you know, Skyway came up around the same time as Tonight Alive, Parkway Drive, Emity Affliction and all that. Did you guys always sort of look at a band like Parkway and go, you know, these guys are leaders, these are who we need to follow in order to maintain this popularity like they've got? Yeah, of course. You know, you look up to bands like that that have done it before you, you know, and, and did it really successfully, you know, and they didn't need major push and all that. They did it off their own back. So it was awesome to kind of look up to those guys and, yeah, all that kind of thing, especially Amity as well. They're, they're in the same boat there. So it was cool to kind of look up to those guys and their work ethic and everything that came with that and, and just it kind of gives you a bit of motivation when you're coming up as a band, you know. I mean, and you just look at the guys now, how far they've come from those Byron Bay hardcore days to, you know, taking over fucking European festivals left, right and centre. Uh, did you guys have a tour together or did you guys play any shows together? Yeah, we did. We actually, um, we played at River Stage with them. Um, they did a tour called the Mix Mash Tour. I don't know if you remember that. And, and the Wonder Years played. So it was kind of like a mixed bill. And that was the whole Mix Mash theme, you know. Like, I can't really remember who else played, though. I think it was about 2011, so it's a, it's, it's a while back now. But that was awesome. That was, a, that was pretty much the first and only time we played with them. And it was just a massive River Stage, you know. It's, it's a huge kind of venue. And... Um, yeah, it was just awesome experience to play, you know, to a huge crowd and then watch them guys absolutely rip it was just crazy. All right, let's flash back right now to Skyway's song with Winston McCall. It's called You Promised Me the World But Bought Me an Atlas from their debut album Finders Keepers. Dan, thanks for the chat, man. No worries, bud. Always a pleasure.
Against the Wall with Parkway Drive. Yeah. 
Wall of Sound, Up Against the Walls, Parkway Drive Special.
from Parkway Drive's album Atlas, that's Dark Days on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And that was the last album that saw the band focus on a metalcore kind of style. After that came Aya, the album that divided fans left, right and centre. A whole lot of the older metalcore fans didn't appreciate the new sound the band were going for. There was a lot of backlash online about it too and uh, I guess the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the day, the band scored their first number one album after releasing it. This was the very first single from it, Vice Grip on Wall of Sound up against the wall.
From Killing With A Smile to Atlas, Reverence and everything in between. Wall of Sound, up against the wall with Parkway Drive.
Wall of Sound, up against the wall with Parkway Drive. Deluxe edition of Aya, that's Devil's Calling on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And if you haven't heard that song before, that was the transition the band had from the album Aya to their new album Reverence. You can hear the similarities in style for what they were going for back then and how that song could have been the first taste of their new album. But the time has come, let's talk all about that right now with this fucking legend. What's up? This is Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
from one of the greatest heavy metal bands in Australia right now. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome this guy finally to the show, Winston McCall from Parkway Drive. Mate, uh, it's been a pretty fucking impressive couple of months for you. Thanks for having me. It's, yeah, it's been pretty hectic. <laughs> all right, let's take a look back. Uh, the album's out, and you, you finally get all this release, uh, this relief. The, the music is out there for the world to see, and surprisingly what I noticed was all the fans that were, you know, criticising the singles you put out so far, they, they've shut up and they've changed their tone once they heard Reverence in Full. Is that rewarding to hear that your critics, you know, change their, their opinion when they hear such a great album like that? Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting one, huh? Like, I... um. I was kind of shocked by that because I guess people tend to hold onto opinions very, very hard. But at the same point in time, we were of the mind when it came to releasing those singles that that we, we completely understood why people were going, oh my God, it's going to sound like this, it's going to sound like that, because we knew what the album was like and we knew that there was only, like, no matter what we put out as a single, it wasn't going to represent the entire album. So when it did finally come out and people did get to hear it in full, um, for people to be able to wrap their head around a completely different concept when it came to how those songs actually worked as an album was really, really great. And it was really, really nice to see people take the time to do that. Like, it, it takes a lot for someone to, to reassess something that large and they had a while to sit with those songs and to form an opinion on what they thought this band was and what the record was going to be. So to have that shaken for a lot of people, I guess it's pretty hectic. So we were really, really stoked for people to give it that chance. Look, it goes to show that you guys know what you're doing and regardless of the critics and what people think you guys were in the past, this is the future of the band, the progression of how far you guys have got. You're not the, you know, the teenagers and young 20s doing breakdowns and hardcore shows all the time. This is next level bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like that's the thing. It's um, it exists in such a, a a bigger space than than anything that we've done before, and and that's just representative of not only like the time span that this music's been created in, and the amount of history that goes behind creating something like this, but the spaces and the places that we're we're playing this, and what we want to create from the music. It's it's a very different prospect from simply just creating some tunes for a half an hour set and played in like. A pub venue yeah. than it is to actually being having the opportunity and knowing that these songs will be played in front of like the tour we just did like playing in front of like 80,000 people at Rock and Ring or something like that and being able to curate a live performance to go along with the with the actual sonics and having all of that in mind when you create these songs is not just simply like put Moshcore A in here <laughs> and put Circle Pit Bart in <laughs> and that's it like it's gone so far beyond that and it's something that we really love but it's working with everything we have in the past and and trying to evolve that in, in a way that continues pushing everything in a natural evolution. Um, it's just we're in realms that I don't think people truly like, especially in Australia, people haven't grasped the growth of this band in the same way that it has overseas, which is completely understandable, but I think that might change when we do this, this next tour. <laughs> and that's one thing that I think Australians are counting down to. I mean, we've seen Parkway Drive tour so many times, and most recently, the Horizons Anniversary Tour was just you guys doing what you did back in the day best, and now it's like, we get to see what you guys have, your full potential. You know, these are the shows that you've played over in the UK, and you're finally bringing that to Australia for us to experience. Obviously, that must be, you know, getting you boys giddy inside. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, because it's been it's, it's hard, like it's, it's, it's strange because we get, we were brought up, obviously we made, like the band was made in Australia, um, 100%, and we're so proud of that. And at some point in time, it exploded in, especially in Europe, to the point where we had these options of touring and these shows which are so bigger than anything we had the chance to do in Australia. So the overseas show evolved quicker than the Australian show. And we've been wanting to bring the full production to Australia for a couple of years, and it's just been a thing where we, we 
physically can't do it because of, of timing restrictions or the fact we couldn't get the things built or we couldn't get the actual production specs into the, the venues. And this time around, it was like, you know what, we're just going to book venues which literally had the doors big enough to wheel the stuff in that we now use on stage and create the show the way it's supposed to be created because this is a process that begins like all-encompassing from the point of, uh, of creation when it comes to sound. So we do make these songs with these moments in mind and then to be able to do it properly and do it justice, we definitely think of like, okay, what's the maximum effect we can have? So we think about like how that's going to translate on stage. So to be able to bring that to Australia finally, like it's great. <laughs> to put it simply, like it's great. Like it's it, it sucked so hard over the last few years to, to come back to an Australian show. People go, that's mental, but where's that other stuff we see online and just go, oh, I'm sorry, we couldn't bring it. Like we just couldn't bring it. And this time it's like, you know what, we're putting it in a shipping container as soon as we finish the European festivals and floating it across. And we're just going to book venues that are big enough that we can put that stuff in and not either burn it down or not be able to physically get it through the door of the venue because some of the like the set pieces that we have built, like the drum machine and stuff, is you literally have to have a door X dimensions and a stage that can take a certain yeah. amount of weight to be able to have that. So yeah, we haven't had that before, so it's going to be fun. Look, I'm, I'm sure Horton Pavilion won't mind if you guys cut a hole in the roof just so you can fit something through there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're going we're to start bringing constructional engineers to the, <laughs> the venue these days. <laughs> there you go, moving to another realm of marketing, Parkway Drive uh, construction. It, it could work and it could actually make you guys a shitload more money. Yeah, there we go. That's, uh, that's where we're pushing into after this. That's, that's the end goal. <laughs> All right, well, one of the songs we cannot wait to see live with this big, massive show is Prey, and we're getting that one on right now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Get mine, you better watch your back. 
from Parkway Drive's number one new album, Reverence. That's Pray. Uh, Winston, once again, the album goes to number one. Do you keep tallies at home of how good you're doing, or do you get a tattoo every time you get a number one album? <laughs> That's two times now, so it hasn't been hard to keep telling. <laughs> I can count it too. <laughs> no, it's, it's really nice. Like, it's, um, to be honest, like, it, we're not the kind of band that sits there, like, counting sales or, or awards or numbers or anything like that. To be honest, like, what matters for me is the, the connection with the music and, like, the ultimate, I guess, decider of what, what a record means to someone and what a record means to us is the translation of when we hit the stage. And when when we play it to fans, so it is. It's it's so cool that people still support this band in the way that they do, and still like giving us two number one albums, which is pretty bloody mental. Like it's it's really really insane. And it, when you actually sit back and think about it, and think about like where the band come from and everything like that, and the fact that like, I guess a band as heavy as ours can still make a make a dent in a pretty mellow musical industry these days is really really nice so that that matters to me the fact that heavy music still is relevant and can still prove to be very very relevant in i guess in the social construct we have today look i mean for example you've got like post malone who has every single single his release in the charts and all of a sudden out of nowhere parkway drive comes along bang number one this is how you do it we're not a niche market we have a following here get behind us support us and then all of a sudden uh, the next pop artist comes through and they'll fade to oblivion in years to come that's my interpretation of it. That's how I see the market. I, I just did 10 years in commercial radio. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love the fact that, that Australia does have... It's like Download going so well this year and Unify going so well. But I think it's, the mainstream seems to really want to not acknowledge the fact that heavy music is a very, very gravitating and defining aspect of our culture. And... Whether or not people want to acknowledge it, it it's these moments that, that you can't deny. When a band comes along and does, and, and the record goes number one, it goes number one in those kind of contexts, or Download comes along and just absolutely smashes the first year they've ever had that festival. And it was like when Soundwave, but Soundwave was literally like the biggest touring, like it was the biggest festival in the country at some point in time, and that was not from the pop culture, but at the same point in time, people kind of see it as the underground still yeah. and the reality is the underground is there but it's a hell of a lot more powerful than anyone gives it credit absolutely and on the back of that as well too when you kind of combine the two together metal with a bit of pop influences um i'm going th- down this angle to talk about shadow boxing like one thing i've wanted to hear was winston mccall sing because i knew underneath all that singing <laughs> aggression and anger that you had a sweet voice and then when i finally heard it holy fuck it blew me away i sat there going is this the same guy is this winston mccall and like i feel that for fans who think that parkway drives too heavy when they can hear a song like this and go right okay i love the instruments i love everything behind it and just winston's voice can go from two different you know feelings of, of emotion and take you on a ride i think that's one of the best things that you know metal can do and how we can bring in more people to our little niche market i guess you could say yeah cheers it's, it's like <laughs> it's really nice to hear because like it's obviously it's something that i haven't recorded before until this album to that degree and um it's something that I was confident in going into and it was really nice to be able to put that down and have it really work. But at the same point in time, I listened to my voice and it's like you hear it on a, when you hear yourself talk on a recording, you're like, oh, I sound like that. And I've got no idea if that is actually what people want to hear <laughs> or, if it, or if it works. So 
yeah, that's the thing. So it's something, it's, it's a completely new realm for me, but it's, it's obviously, there's a lot of stuff on this record where it was, the whole idea was to put it in a completely different realm and put it in a different context and create something which, which did take people away from the comfort zone and make them think about the, the emotions or the reasons that it was presented in this way. Because there's, like, this was the record where we didn't want it to be predictable in any sense or form it wanted to be I wanted it to be like something that was completely accessible but something that challenged the concept of I guess the emotion and the intent behind everything that we've done so that's why you got some singing <laughs> <laughs> well keep it coming I want to hear more and and on the back of that song obviously that was like a hit back at all your critics and old fans who think they know what's best for the band they think they know the direction you need to go in but they don't necessarily know how you live your life are, are you happy with the message that's come across and the way that fans are taking it in and reciprocating um, yeah, it's it's always hard to put yourself out there in the, in the sense of being honest to the degree of saying, like, fuck off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, because it's a very blunt thing to say, but at the same point in time, like, the more, like, this band grows and the bigger it gets, like, it's the same with anything, the more the more amount of attention you get and the more you want, like, people will find something to, to pick apart or a theory of what you should do or everyone knows best for you. And it's just at some point in time, like, you do really have to like find a way to ground yourself. Like it's not easy having this much attention on you as a person. Like it might be to someone else, but for me, like there's cracks and it and it starts like defining the person you are. And, and the band has always been my outlet to anything. And for, for anyone who seems to think that they can, they they know better than the people who have literally lived this for 15 years, mm-hmm. like. What the hell fun are you living on? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I appreciate like, I appreciate constructive criticism, but don't think to tell me what what to do at any point in time. <laughs> I think you've nailed it right then and there. And one thing that people need to realise: you are human. You know, you're not just Winston from Parkway Drive. You're Winston from Byron Bay. You're your mother's son. You're yeah. You're a human being, and, and people need to realise that their interpretation of you is what they think, and it's not what you are. Yeah, that's it. And it's been like I think that like a lot of bands, a lot of people seem to embrace the concept of like let's just say celebrity or rock starism or something like that where a person becomes popular in any sense of the term and then they become like you say public property yep. in the sense of like I don't know it seems to become something beyond a person and I am just a person like everyone in this band is just we're just people like I'm a 35 year old man from Byron that does what I enjoy doing and I, I'm confident in what I do at the same point in time like you want to you want to aim insults at me and then you can end up with some repercussions of some sort, so don't win when it comes back at you. <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah, it's, and sometimes you can take it, and sometimes you can't. And it just—it's. I never. We never expected or desired to be a band which people held in any kind of reverence, which is it's funny because I'm saying maybe the the album title there, but um, yeah, like we never wanted to be popular. So the idea of this attention is—it it can be. As awesome as it is, it's a lot to bear. <laughs> so you've got to get it out somewhere in shape or form. Yeah. All right, well, let's get that song on right now. This is Shadow Boxing Parkway Drive and Wall of Sound up against the wall. Do you see me? Do you see what I become? I'm not the same beast. I'll leave a scar on all I touch. You think you know me now? Is it better that I know myself? I know it hurts like hell 
Admitting just how you've misjudged All my life I've been told the same old Don't step out, don't test them all We know you're Kanye, we know you so much better than you know yourself To the ones that won't engage me Are the same trying to cage me But again, sit still or I won't be tamed When the lights go up and then all you're out of my mind From their brand new album, Reverend Shadow Boxing by Parkway Drive, the official reverence tour kicks off October 25. You're bringing along Kill Switch Engage and Thy Artist Murder. Winston, how does it feel having the guy who helped produce your first albums opening for you guys? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> feels awesome. <laughs> it feels really awesome. Like, they're still absolutely amazing. Kill Switch is still, like, kings of the game, and Adam's an absolute legend, and we got to play with those guys a couple of weeks ago at the festivals and uh, it's, it's so rad that this tour is happening and so awesome that Killswitch is going to be on it and man if this isn't one of the wildest like heavy music tours that Australia ever cops then I'll eat my left shoe <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look at it. There's something for absolutely everyone. Those who want heavy, there's thy art. Those who want classic, there's kill switch. And those who want something old with a bit of new, you've got Parkway Drive. So if you're not buying a ticket, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Yeah, there you go. That's it, exactly. It's going to be the place to be, so yeah, don't miss it. Like, seriously, don't blame me if you do, but don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get your tickets, get your left shoes ready. It's going to be one hell of a tour. Winston McCall, thank you so much for the time. My pleasure. Have a good one.
Wall of Sound, up against the wall with Parkway Drive.
band's latest album, Reverence, that's The Void, A Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. And I wanted to open this up for Parkway Drive fans to talk about how they first got into the band or a couple of songs, whatever it might be, that uh, made you appreciate them more. So we're doing a special edition of the two songs that changed me, and I've got our very own photographer, Jerrica, on board to talk about her experiences. Hey, this is Jerrica, Wall of Sound photographer and Parkway Drive fan. The first song of theirs that I've chosen is Sleepwalker. Uh, It's the first song of theirs that I ever heard back in high school. I wasn't really into metal at the time, but the main riff was just so catchy that I loved it. So here it is now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Jerrica again. The second Parkway Drive song that changed me was Carry On. This song always brings me back to the Parkway Drive 10-year anniversary tour, which probably still to this day is the craziest gig that I've ever been to. Let's hear it right now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. If we weren't going to play that song, carry on on Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Parkway Drive edition. As we uh, reach the end of the podcast, I just want to say a big thank you for checking it out. This is something I've always wanted to put together for Parkway Drive, who I think, in my opinion, are the best heavy metal band we have here in Australia. Their reverence tour is coming up very soon. It kicks off October 25 in Canberra before making its way all across the country and wrapping up in Perth on November 6. They're bringing along Killswitch Engage and Thy Art is Murder, so there is something for absolutely every single metal fan. The band's new album Reverence is also out too. It went to number one on the ARIA charts and in my opinion it's the best thing they've done so far. You can check out my review of the album and every bit of information you need about the tour at wallofsoundau.com. Just search for Parkway Drive when you get there. 
But before we get out of here, I wanted to get on this. I think this is just such a completely different style for Parkway Drive. And from their album Aya, this is one of the songs that stuck with me after all this time. They didn't release it as a single, but I think this is the carry-on of their later years. This is a Deathless song by Parkway Drive, wrapping up the wall of sound up against the wall special with them. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you very soon. (laughs) 